Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We jumped straight from winter in April to a very brief spring and a scorching hot Memorial Day weekend. It was in the 90s, high 80s, 90s, oh my goodness. Of course, on the hottest day, the Friday before the weekend, which happened to be my birthday, happy birthday to me, the air conditioner conked out. The good news was we planned the weekend away and had a great hotel with a wonderful air conditioner came home to a super hot house and it made me realize after sleeping one night in a non-air conditioned second story bedroom in a hundred year old farmhouse that was boiling hot how did people make it before central air now I grew up without central air conditioning and it took me right back to being a kid the hot scorching summer, the heavy humidity, the pollen in the dirt being blown all over, horrible hairdo, stuffed up all the time because of allergies and couldn't breathe. Man, it felt like camping. Every window of my house was open. I could hear the neighbors doing everything. I could hear the dogs, the birds, the trucks, the exhaust because I live in this city. And I got thinking, you know, I am really spoiled. I thoroughly enjoy having central air. It is one of the luxuries I have in this life for working, um, oh, (laughs) at least 40 hours a week. I don't do much else, but I have central air. We keep it at about 70. Um, In the winter, I keep the heat at 65. And overall... We were devastated when we got back. We went for a really long car ride to cope with the heat because it had air conditioning. And we went to the um, state forest land and saw some deer. They weren't even moving around much in the heat. But we saw porcupine and a turkey and no elk. We have elk that live in the city as pets. But it's fun to find them out in the wild, as they say. So that led my husband to going on a very long journey of racking his friend's brains about how this could have gone from working fine one day to not working fine in this air conditioning unit. We were preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. And last night he got home from work. He had done all kinds of research and he did everything that his friends told him to. We checked all kinds of wiring and lo and behold it was a blown two fuses in the unit itself it's back up and running I had the best night's sleep at home in a week Um, I am loving central air I'm very thankful for it you gotta remember I live on the 45th parallel we have 90 days of summer some years it's 90 days of 90 degrees I'm telling you and those are hot and miserable and I don't know we're starting out with a real scorcher. But what's the good news about all this weather is that it has brought on my plants very quickly. The garden is in bloom. 
irises are starting to come on the tulips are just fading lilacs are getting close to the end i have a blooming quince aspiria forsythia violets they're all probably going to be gone in a couple days lilies of the valley snow on the mountain are coming on and I'm really thinking that my early day lilies will be blooming. They're yellow. They're not the old traditional ones. I have some of those in the back. And the other things that are really doing well are the coreopsis. And they're really, really filling in. Um, they bloom a little bit later. But the one thing that hasn't bloomed yet is chives. It's not bloomed. And the... Um, Oh, Columbine. That should be blooming soon. So I love this time of year. The flowers always make me happy after a long, really black and white winter. So I thought, you know, I'm going to enjoy this summer. I talked about it being simple and trying to have simplicity. But I'm going to tell you what I do to help um, set my thinking to being positive and um, especially after this last week, the air conditioning conking out was the last of a series of things. We had a stopped up kitchen sink. We had brakes go on one of the cars, a garbage man. Um, we hired a new service. They can't remember to pick up our garbage. Um, little annoying things that just, you know, you think it should be easy to do. And it should be easy. And they turned into being complicated and very expensive um, I lost my hairstylist. I, there's a glitch in the wedding planning with one of the venues, you know, just stuff like that. Oh, and I haven't gotten my dress yet. I've seen it online. I just got to order it. So there's a lot of you know, these extra things coming along. And so I decided that I really need to work every day on keeping a positive attitude because there's really no reason to get all caught up in the minutia of all of these details of, you know, because not everything goes right all the time. Things break. Things happen. You have to get a new hairstylist, which to me is like probably the thing that bothers me the most about all of this stuff, even more than my... Um, annual birthday, you know, drama that comes in your head about getting older. And I decided that, I don't know, about sometime last year, my sister, she encouraged me to um, go on Pandora and plug in a radio station called Lord of the Rings. I love the Lord of the Rings. You know I, how much I love it. I love it so much that I enjoy the soundtracks. And I decided I don't have like one one band or sound that plays a soundtrack of my life. I decided to orchestrate my own soundtrack. This probably sounds really weird, but this is what works for me. I spend the first little bit every morning pretty much in silence, um, drinking coffee, you know, updating social media, thinking about what I need to do for the day. Then I usually do some sewing or quilting, and then I prepare myself to go to work and while I'm preparing myself to go to work, um, usually if I'm sewing, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or um, just maybe have it nothing on and just really, really get woke up and get ready to roll. I don't like to have a lot of distractions if I'm really on a deep thinking project. But 
when I'm done with all that, I turn on my Lord of the Rings Pandora station and I prepare myself for the quest of the day, the adventure, the friendships, the fellowship, everything that the Lord of the Rings stands for. And sometimes this radio station also plays wonderful soundtracks from other things like um, Celtic based ones that I really like. Um, the last of the Mohicans, or oh, even Pirates of the Caribbean, I can start the day. See, it sets me up to thinking in a very positive and probably even fantasy way of just getting a great attitude that this is going to be an adventure. And it's going to be what I choose it to be. Kind of like Frodo in The Hobbit and Bilbo going on these quests and adventure to find happiness is kind of how I look at it. I listen to that all the way um, until going to work. And that sets me up for the day. Then when I'm at work, is a lot of it is in silence. But then if I do turn something on, it's usually a meditative electronic radio station like meditation or spa music on Pandora. And that sets me up through the day. And then I come home and then usually I'm watching um, YouTube or other television shows in the night. And I just thought I would share, you know, that's kind of my little secrets of how do I start my day with all of this ridiculousness going on in my life that really kind of was getting to me last week. I realized I don't need to worry on those things they're minor and focus on the fun things like quilting and long arming and I'll tell you about the project that I'm going to be that I started it's a 2013 UFO star block of the month and let me tell you the story about creating this quilt and what I'm currently doing on it the Constellation of Stars is the name of the pattern, and it is by Claire Oler and Nancy Merman. I bought this as a block of the month back in 2013, and it is a batik quilt made with really, it will sound unusual, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's browns, tans, grays, off-white, and one block that's got blues and greens. It's marbled. It's very earthy, kind of rock and stone looking. It made a stunning sample on the wall. And my mother and I were at the store together. Um, it's a store that's no longer in business. And it was phenomenal. You bought four patterns a month. It was about $26, which was a very huge investment for me. Um, for about 11 months, 10 or 11 months. So 10 months to say, I think it was $260, which is, you know, a lot of money for a block of the month. But the thing was, when you got it, all the pieces were already cut to size per the pattern, and it was all foundation paper pieced. I tried to show my mom how to do foundation paper piecing, and she decided that she didn't like it. And it wasn't for her. But she messed around with it for a while. After a couple of years of piecing, I did very well the first few months of doing all four pieces, four blocks. But then I ran into a huge problem. 
the uh, clerk who was trained to cut the pieces didn't cut enough or they were tiny or the pattern called for a scant quarter inch seam and I got very frustrated and had to go back to the store a couple times got extra fabric for both of our quilts um, kept trying to show my mom how to make this but because the, the pieces weren't quite big enough I really made it difficult um, I was just coming off of do, learning how to foundation paper piece and I did the Civil War diary quilt and I was extremely overconfident at how easy that was <laughs> I could do tiny pieces however the, the some of these blocks had Y seams partial seams um, the blocks were 12 and a half inches and there's some that were only um, five inches and I'll tell you it took me a long time to finish after I hit the roadblock so I kept getting the pieces out periodically over the several years and then I finally came to the very last block which was the Mariner's Compass I went back to the store and I knew she was not doing well with her business but she showed me how to line up all the pieces. I went home and I couldn't get it to work. And I put the whole project away for probably about a year. And then I took it out. And the business had closed by now. This publishing company and these people who wrote the Constellation of Stars, I couldn't find online anymore. This batik pattern or, uh, fabric was no longer available. And I felt like my back was totally up against the wall. I had this Mariner's Compass and I thought, well, the if I can't get it together, at least I will leave the block, you know, I have a background piece, which is the right size, and I could shadow quilt something in there, like a Mariner's Compass or a star. It would look weird, but at least it would be better than nothing. I had enough of fabric to actually put something in there. And I had a few oddball pieces too. I played around with a few ideas. But anyway, I got the Mariner's Compass out. And I don't know what my brain um, was having such a roadblock on. Because this time, all the pieces went together well. And then I realized my mother had given me her blocks of the month. Because she retired and moved. And then I did all of hers. Now, I gave my mom her blocks back. And all the sashing pieces because it has a very unique way the sashing went together and that's what sold me on the quilt it really almost looks like um, um, a octagon um, chain link interlocking um, I'll put a picture of the quilt and so that was exciting for me. I got to the end and here I was putting on this um, interlocking border which had to be put on a certain way and I realized I didn't have enough of one color for the interlocking border to work. But I had enough of uh, the dark color. It's like a dark and a light of the batik. So if you look carefully at the interlocking pieces, you're going to find that I ran out of fabric and I made it do with the fabrics I had. So the, the little pattern in the interlocking chain border isn't quite perfect. But I learned a lot from this whole thing. What I learned was sometimes you just got to walk away from a project and come back to it. 
and then you'll realize that whatever roadblock or um, sometimes it's a brain processing thing. You just, I couldn't figure it out. But then later I came back and I got more experience and I was able to do something such as the Mariner's Compass block. There's also, you know, some of the blocks that were Y seamed and things. I put them away until I got more skills. I had been sewing um, quite regularly, doing more and more difficult projects. And then I came back to this project because I had more sewing skills to be able to finish it. Now, I'm not recommending that you start and stop a project and stick it in your drawer for a couple of years because, you know, this was probably a five plus year process to get it to where it is today, which is I loaded the quilt earlier this week on Memorial Day and decided this is the week I'm going to do it. So sometimes you do have to take a time out, but don't take a time out for a year, okay? Um, the other part is there was another roadblock from the time I actually finished the interlocking border when I was very disappointed about the colors not being right because I had um, big dreams that I was going to quilt this custom and I was going to enter it in a quilt show and it was going to be the bell of the ball. You know, I kind of do that with a lot of projects. And then I just realized, well, the colors aren't right. There's no way I can buy fabric again. Um, I kind of sang MacArthur Park. And if you're from the 80s like me, which, you know, 80s music I do put in the background in my car as a soundtrack for traveling. Um, <clears throat> think of um, late 70s disco, Donna Summer singing MacArthur Park. Um, something about, I have, you know, I made a cake and I'll never have that recipe again. Well, I'll never have that fabric again. It was a season. It's done. It's over. But then I matured and got over my um, little temper tantrum in my mind about it not being perfect. See, there's a key. It wasn't perfect. I wanted to make it perfect for a show. And now it's perfect in its own way because it was a learning experience. Um, the clerk who cut it out did the best she could with what she had. The shop eventually closed and I made a phenomenal quilt that was incredibly difficult. I learned a lot of skills and now that I look back on it, it's kind of like Charlie Brown Christmas where Linus takes his blanket around that poor little tree and he wraps it around and he goes, it's not a bad little tree. I look at many of my quilts when I'm done piecing them and I'm frustrated because they didn't turn out exactly the perfect way I wanted that would be a quilt show quality top and realize it's not a bad little quilt it really isn't it just needs a little love so I popped it on the frame and I'm doing a collage style or as Carly J Porter puts it um she goes by Carly Porter now um graffiti style is mostly a curl with a feather that's the common theme throughout the um, fmq on this but i'm doing pretty dense quilting not for custom but because there's those scant quarter inch seam allowance some of them are super scant and i want this thing to hold together because i'm going to use it it's going to be put on a bed it's going to be on display in my home it actually goes wonderful with my 100 year old house my husband thinks it's a 110 year old house with its deep pine that has a patina on it with my gray carpets and my white walls with the 
black wrought iron finishes on my house. Doesn't that sound like it goes together? I love it. And it'll be a great contrast to the pops of color that I have with my other bright modern quilts. So that's the story of the constellation of stars and my frustration with it over several years and how I've become really at peace with it and pretty happy with the product because man oh man it was a tough quilt. Very very tough. And you know when you choose different background sounds it really does make a difference as you curate your own soundtrack to your life. A lot of times I listen to the music I mentioned before and sometimes I need upbeat, happy music from my youth and my childhood, such as 80s pop and hair bands, which I've stuck to. And, you know, I have serious radio, so I'm on 80s on 8 all the time. And if I'm on a super big road trip, it goes on um, Hair Nation as well as Ozzy's Boneyard. See, I also love classical music, so I don't want you to think that I am a music um, snob or that I don't know much. <laughs> I love all kinds of music and it certainly helps get me through each and every day. So I hope that today's podcast has inspired you to get out there and make something and to touch the fabrics you have or maybe even go through that UFO bin and have that tender feeling in your heart like Linus did about that little Christmas tree and say, it's not a bad little quilt. It just needs some love. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter if you'd like to be kept up to date. Um, I do every other week podcasts on um, this channel doing Our Creative Souls. And next week I'll be talking about the projects my sister and I are working on. Also, I would encourage you to like and share the podcast let other people know. It'd be great to grow this community, to continue the conversation online on the website, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. And I want to say thank you to everyone who has made comments over the last several podcasts. And thank you for listening. Quilt on, everyone. <laughs>